Welcome to this month's special programming series, Focus on Cancer, on ReachMD XM157. Common knowledge that colon cancer screening is underutilized. Can primary care physicians and healthcare professionals impact their patient's choice to get screened and to follow through with the screening? Welcome to a special segment on cancer medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell. Joining me today is Dr. Ron Myers, professor of medicine in the Department of Medical Oncology at the Kimmel Cancer Center at Thomas Jefferson University. He's also the chair of the board of directors of the Pennsylvania Cancer Control Consortium. Dr. Myers, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Dr. Myers, what do you think is really the main reason that people don't follow up on their doctor's recommendations? Well, it's a great question. One of the answers to that question is that many people don't receive their recommendation or a recommendation from their physician to do colorectal cancer screening. And in many cases, that recommendation, when it is made, is not made in a forceful, convincing fashion. So are you recommending that we as physicians are a little more passionate about it and just instead of saying, okay, you're 50, get your colonoscopy? Yeah, I think it's important to make the recommendation in a clear and unambiguous way and in a way which conveys to the patient that this is an important preventive health behavior that can have major implications for your length of life and quality of life. I think that fear is really one of the biggest things keeping them from doing it because everyone has heard a story from their friend that it was terrible, and I loved my colonoscopy. Well, not too many people say they love their colonoscopy. Uh, <laughs> it's not a bad experience because patients are sedated at the time that they go through the procedure. However, I would say a couple of things. One is that going back to the notion that colonoscopy is the colorectal cancer screening test, there are multiple options for colorectal cancer screening. There is the stool blood test option, and there are other options defined by guidelines, including flexible sigmoidoscopy every five years, barium x-ray every five years, the combination of flexible sigmoidoscopy and stool blood testing, and colonoscopy as well. And what has seemed to have happened over time fairly recently is that colonoscopy has kind of surged to the forefront in terms of the options preferred by practitioners for colorectal cancer screening. And in some respect, it seems as though many practitioners have defined colonoscopy as the preferred colorectal cancer screening test. And in practice, colonoscopy and stool blood testing tend to be the tests that are recommended or used most frequently. So I think it's important for us to keep in mind that there are options for colorectal cancer screening other than simply colonoscopy. I was under the impression that I would be negligent as a physician if I just recommended stool guiax and a flexig because I might miss half of the cancers. This is a very interesting question, and I am not in a position to make a judgment as to the issue of negligence. I can point out, however, that the guidelines published by the American Cancer Society and recommended by the United States Preventive Services Task Force and other organizations still maintain that these uh, different options are available and it is better to use one of those screening modalities or screening options rather than not. One of the interesting things about colon cancer screening in terms of the public and perceptions related to colon cancer screening is that in some respects, it's clear that different populations 
respond differently to the recommendations for use of screening tests. Tell me a little bit more about who does them and who doesn't. Well, for example, the literature is pretty clear that women, when recommended colon cancer screening or recommended colonoscopy, women are less likely to take advantage of that option than men. Similarly, minority populations are less likely to take advantage of colonoscopy than majority population patients. So one of the kind of interesting problems that we have is if we only recommend colonoscopy as the colon cancer screening option, we may, by virtue of that practice, be uh, minimizing the likelihood that some segments of our population will get colon cancer screening. I also thought that it might be of benefit to recommend colonoscopy later in the year because I think people, if you recommend it in January, they're not going to want to do it because their deductible hasn't been met. The cost issue in terms of colon cancer screening is one that is met or addressed to some degree by the federal government's uh, coverage of colon cancer screening. However, clearly there is not uniformity in insurance coverage for those who are not eligible for Medicare and Medicaid and there are a variety of plans and a variety of deductibles and out-of-pocket payment issues related to that segment of the population. If you've just joined us, you're listening to a special segment on cancer treatment and prevention on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell. My guest today is Dr. Ron Myers. He's the chair of the board of directors of the Pennsylvania Cancer Control Consortium. Dr. Myers, I know you did a study about colorectal cancer screening and its impact. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, it's a study that we concluded with funding from the National Cancer Institute. And it was a study that was completed with patients from a large urban primary care practice in Philadelphia. And we identified patients from the general patient population and went through a process of determining whether they had been screened for colorectal cancer recently and identified those individuals who had not been screened recently and included those folks in the study. The study was a four-group study that was designed really to help us learn how we might be able to increase colon cancer screening in the patient population's primary care practices. We identified about 1,500 men and women who were 50 to 79 years of age and completed a baseline survey with those patients and randomly assigned them to one of four groups. The first group was a usual care group. The second group was a group to which we essentially just mailed an invitation to screening, to colon cancer screening. The third group was a group that we mailed the general or standard invitation to those folks as well. However, we tailored the print materials in such a way so that we addressed issues or concerns that they may have had about colon cancer screening, and we got that information from the baseline survey. And the fourth group, we did the same as the third group, but we added a reminder call to the mailed intervention. Well, I'm on the edge of my seat. What was the outcome? Well, from our perspective, it was quite an interesting outcome. In the usual care arm, this was over the course of two years, we observed their colon cancer screening use going prospectively. In the usual care of the control group arm, about a third of the patients did some type of colon cancer screening. In the group that received what I'll refer to as the standard mailing, it was a mailing that was 
an invitation to screen. We also included in that mailing a stool blood test card that is an immunochemical stool blood test card and instructions to schedule colonoscopies. They could choose either of those options. In that group, about 46%, so we're approaching 50% screening in that group. In the third group, we had about the same level, and in the fourth group, we had slightly higher, but again, about 50% screening in that fourth group. So what we saw is that any of those methods, the standard approach, which is a mailed invitation to screening, and the tailoring business that we added to the standard intervention, we were able to boost screening to approaching 50%, no matter which of those methods we used. So we found at the end of the day that the most cost-effective way to increase screening in this primary care physician patient population was through that mailed intervention in which we included the option of doing a stool blood test or doing an endoscopic screening exam. What have you personally done or recommended to your colleagues as a result of this study, and has it worked? One of the interesting features of the study, which I mentioned in the the baseline survey, we ascertained, we asked the patients essentially what type of screening test they preferred, the stool blood test approach or the endoscopic screening approach. And we found that that measure essentially a measure of uh, screening preference, was a strong predictor of whether or not people ultimately screened. So we acted on that to do a a bit of a follow-up study, a small pilot study in which we applied that method as well. And we found that when we actually mailed the individuals the test that they preferred and when we provided some assistance in doing the test they preferred, we boosted screening to over 50%. So putting these things together, what we think we see now from the results of this study and the follow-up study is that we can significantly boost colorectal cancer screening rates in primary care practice by identifying those who haven't been screened recently, by sending them a screening invitation that includes essentially two options. One is a stool blood test option, and an endoscopy option, in this case, colonoscopy option, and then identifying with the patient which of those tests they prefer and, quote-unquote, navigating them through the process of doing that preferred test. From our vantage point at this stage in our research, we think that that is the most effective way to increase colon cancer screening in primary care. So by giving patients a choice, an option, a sense of control, it'll improve their taking advantage of it. Giving them a sense of control and then acting on their expressed preference. One way to do this is simply to say, here are two options, choose and go forth and do one of those tests. Another way to handle the issue is to identify the test that the patient prefers and then say, okay, here's what we're going to do to help you do that test. That gives the patient a sense of control, a sense of ownership, a sense of active participation in the process, and we find that patients are very receptive to that approach. One thing I should say, by the way, is that when we asked patients a question about their decision-making related to doing colon cancer screening, less than 1% 
of the patients in our study said that they had decided against doing colon cancer screening. Most patients were undecided about doing colon cancer screening, and a very large proportion, in excess of 40%, said that they had decided to do screening, but simply hadn't taken the steps forward to do it. Fear, by the way, was not a factor in explaining who did and didn't screen. Dr. Ron Myers, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Thank you. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to a special segment on cancer medicine. To comment or listen to our full library of podcasts, please visit us at ReachMD.com. If you register with the promo code RADIO, you'll receive six months of free streaming ReachMD that you can listen to on your computer at home or office. And thank you for listening. Listen all month as ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals, as we feature a special series, Focus on Cancer.